Welcome to the Baseball Show. Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company and sponsored by the Points Bet Sportsbook. The Baseball Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Here we go. It's the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. Let's get right to it. The Pirates beat the Cubs today 7-0 earlier today. The Cubs only managed two hits, Abdallah, and Alec Mills gives up four earned runs. The Cubs have now lost five of their last six games. A terrible outing for the Chicago Cubs today. A terrible outing. I mean, we've gone to the point... No, no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think we've gone to the point now, Chris, with the last few games here for the Cubs where we've gone from this is an okay team that's going to make a, a playoff uh, appearance to this is just a bad baseball team right now. You have two reliable pitchers. You have one okay pitcher. And otherwise, going into the last three games of the season here against the White Sox, this is just a bad baseball team. Yeah, no doubt. And and when we see uh, Anthony Rizzo getting uh, one hit, Kipnis getting a hit, and the rest of the lineup uh, giving you nothing today, losing 7 nothing to the Pirates. I mean, if you're a Cubs fan and the phone number is 312-332-3776, how do you feel about this team heading into the playoffs? I, w- I would guess as of right now, you are assuming that this is going to be a struggle, not only to get out of the wild card round, but I wonder how long Cub fans think this team can get here in the playoffs, because with the bats quiet once again in the second half of a season where it's really not working for them, and it's something we've seen from this core four, it's something we talked about here on the baseball show many times before in the last couple of weeks, when you don't score any runs and you cannot have any offensive output, it is a major problem. If we go back to last Wednesday against Cleveland, the Cubs won 3-2 to two in 10 innings. Six of the last seven games – The Cubs have scored two runs or less. I mean, that is a terrible offensive performance for the Cubs in the last week. Absolutely. And if you look at it right now, I mean, they're, they're 27th in average. I know they're bottom eight in runs. They're bottom or bottom eight. They're like 18th in runs or at 20th in runs and 18th in home runs right now. This is a, this has gone from mediocre to just bad. And I, this goes all the way back to, at the end of 2016, after they won the World Series, you know, you get to 2017 and they were the World Series hangover really affected them. And then they didn't get enough rest and they were tired and they needed their naps. And then it was Joe Madden's fault and all the 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 the, the, the magicians and everything. And now what you're now there, there's no excuses like there's no excuses to why this team isn't performing. There's no excuses to why there's no, the, the lack of video isn't an excuse. The everyone is banged up right now. If you have a serious injury, I get it. it. Chris Bryant has had some major injuries that he has had to deal with. And those aren't anything that, you know, you can, you can use those as an excuse for sure. But guys like Javi Baez, guys like Kyle Schwarber, guys like um, Anthony Rizzo, all these guys have just been, had a horrible year. These are some of the worst years of their careers coming when, 
you're looking to move on from some of these guys and also try to extend some of these guys because all of these guys are also up at the end of next year. So the Cubs have some major decisions to make because if you listened earlier today when Jesse Rogers was on with Waddle and Sylvie, they ta- he talked about how they're, they are losing $130 million or more this year. They're only going to be uh, at 50% capacity, most likely, to start next season, and that's an optimistic projection. So you're, they're going to be crying poor again. They're not going to be spending money. Some of that money is, is going to be coming off the books, so you do have some money to spend. But this is going into next year. Are you trading for Chris Bryant if you're another baseball team? Are you trading for Javi Baez if you're another baseball team? Are you like maybe you can get a hometown discount uh, since they're here and they're like, well, listen, I need security at this point because I don't know what's going on. But ultimately, like this team is the team for next year as well. And we've seen that right now. We've talked about it a bunch on this show, Chris, that maybe the World Series year was the fluke for this team. Well, maybe maybe not fluke is the way to look at it, but perhaps it's the outlier, right? Maybe that was the year where everything went right and all of these players came together at their peak potential. And that's where you see a world championship in 2016. So we will absolutely talk Cubs baseball with you tonight here on the baseball show. 312-332-3776 is the phone number. We'll also keep our eyes on the White Sox. They're playing the Indians. They're in the fourth inning. Uh, tied score 1-1 right now, Sox and Indians. And if you are a White Sox fan, listen, we, we are not ignoring you as the Sox play because we found out this week we have a lot of Sox conversation and calls that come into the baseball show, even though the White Sox are currently playing. So your White Sox calls are also welcome as Dallas Keuchel is on the mound against Zach Plesak tonight, Sox and Indians in Cleveland. And the White Sox have lost six of eight. And uh, that's after a six-game winning streak when it seemed like the White Sox were the best team in the American League. So we haven't forgot about the White Sox, but we start things off tonight with the Chicago Cubs. And that leads us to our first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Strike. There's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. So, again, we'll take your Cubs calls at 312-332-3776. David Ross, earlier today after the game, his post-game press conference, Abdallah, he addressed how the team is handling frustrations. Here's David Ross. I think the main thing for me is just to um, is to turn the page as fast as we can. We, you, can't, you can't dwell on um, yesterday, uh, good or bad. You know, you can't. You can't. We got. We got to get something to feed off of um, coming in tomorrow. You, you know, you let this one soak in for a minute, and um, it sucks. It sucks right now. We're not playing real well, but um, didn't have a really good series here against Pittsburgh. Um, but that, that that can't affect tomorrow. We have to come tomorrow with um, with our, our lunch pail and, and go to work. And um, I think this group has done a good job of of doing that um, every day. Um, so when things are, are going bad, you just got to continue to work and um, understand that today's game does not affect tomorrow at all. The Chicago Cubs, they lose today to the Pirates 7 nothing. Two hits, no runs for the Chicago Cubs. They are 32-25. and 25. David Ross also talked about how he can get the guys to gain confidence before the playoffs. I think frustration and confidence when you're, when you're not seeing results, for sure. I think 
um, that's that's been a thing I think all year, right? Like we, we talked about getting confidence uh, at the plate, and the only way to get confidence is through results. And so um, you can talk, you can work, um, but um, these guys got to believe in themselves. I believe in them. Um, I've seen these guys um, do special things in this game for a long time, and um, I have confidence in them. I believe when things start kind of falling, hits, getting some, getting some, um, getting some balls to fall out there, and seeing results, that's how you, that's how you gain confidence. So that's David Ross after the game, Abdallah. When we look at our first pitch tonight, addressing the Chicago Cubs offense, do you think that this offense can get a couple balls to to drop into the outfield, and some some hits can become contagious, and this offense can jumpstart? before the playoffs start this final weekend against the White Sox and the playoffs start next week. Well, I mean, look, they're facing Dylan Cease, Dane Dunning, and Ronaldo Lopez uh, in this weekend, and they're pitching Darvish and Lester in the first two games. So you have opportunities to win games because the White Sox are setting up their rotation, uh, you know, to for the uh, postseason, as are the Cubs. You know, like Darvish is going to pitch on Friday, and then he'll probably he'll pitch again on, on Wednesday – when the Cubs start their first game of the wild card series. But what's more likely? Is it more likely that in the next week, as we sit here on Thursday night, that we're talking about an opening wild card loss and previewing a must win elimination game because once again, the, the Cubs couldn't score? Or is it more likely that in the last three games of the season, they'll find a way to muster, let's see, in their last. Uh, they've won, they've lost five out of their last six games, and they've only scored one, six, uh, seven, eight. They've scored uh, nine runs in their last six games. So what do you think I, is more what, likely? Five, five runs came in one outing, right? Yeah, and five, outside, yeah exactly. outside five that, runs. yeah. Outside of that, you've, you've gone over in three games, three of those right. games and one run in two games, and then you, you lost to Pittsburgh three to two in the second game of that series. So – What's more likely that they're just going to keep this up for, you know, five more games and be a first round and out? Or is it likely that all of a sudden, hey, guess what? It clicks. I'm, I'll be curious to see if David Ross gives um, a few guys a few days off. They will have, you know, Monday and Tuesday off before the game. But I'm wondering if he, if he gives uh, more hitters a few days off here just to kind of clear their heads before they get, get into the playoffs. Because right now, I think, I think that they could easily lose – the first round matchup, just because how are you going to score? You're not scoring right now. I don't think the bats, the trend this season is the bats aren't there. So I'm going to believe in the trend until they prove me wrong. So right now I'm going to say that they're not going to be able to score in the first round and they're going to be eliminated in the first round. And right now they would face the uh, Marlins. So, okay. The first round and out to the Marlins. Congratulations. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's go to Rich in Oak Park. You're on ESPN one thousand. Hey guys, uh, I've been listening to you guys since you uh, first started, and uh, you're doing a real good job. Thank Thanks, you. man. Yeah, no problem. I, I have a solution. It's time to break <laughs> them up. That's where we are. Bias. Uh, he. I think. I think the the leash for him is is just about over. Brian keeps getting injured. Rizzo, I mean, if you are expecting these guys to come out of a slump since 216 and all of a sudden catch lightning in the bottle, I don't think it's going to happen. And, and David Ross, he's not a bad coach. I, I think he, he can do a good job. But you got to give him something else to work with. That's all, because 
whatever they're stuck in, it's like quicksand, and they can't get out. It's time to make some changes. Castellanos uh, proved that last year with that with that one fresh bat, one bat, and and the rest of them they they slumped up. They couldn't do a thing. It's just time for them to uh, just break that up. Thanks, guys. I hang up and listen for your call. Thank you, Rich. Thank you for the kind words as well. And you know. Abdallah, you mentioned Jesse Rogers' article, and I, I think it's a must-read for Cub fans. You can find it on ESPN.com. Jesse also tweeted it out earlier this afternoon. You know, I, I think the one thing to Rich's point and to Jesse's column that I think should really smack Cub fans right in the face is that this is all basically ending. So whatever you get here in this shortened season and this playoff run, the Cubs are going to have some really tough decisions to make going forward. And that team that you love, that you fell in love with in 2016, it's about to be broken apart, not only because of the last lack of success on the field, but also because the lack of funds that are coming into uh, the Chicago Cubs organization, A, because of the pandemic, B, because of fans not being at Wrigley Field, and C, because fans are likely not to be at Wrigley Field next season either. Yeah, and I think, Chris, like when you saw, when you know, when Rich was on and he said, you know, break up the Cubs, break up the Cubs. Well, what are you replacing them with? Is this organization going to look at this as a, hey, let's just, you know, sign a bunch of dudes and, you know, the offense wasn't there last year. Who are you replacing with these guys with? Because they're all on very generous contracts for the next year. That's why I'm saying I don't anticipate much movement from this Cubs team in this offseason because a lot of these guys are still on cheap deals they're going to go to arbitration but it's not going to be as expensive as trying to extend them or or sign new deals for a couple of them and then you're just going to see guys maybe just walk away maybe you get something for chris bryant maybe you get something for javi baez you know but they might lock up a couple guys but i think that this is the team you're going to see because of the financial constraints that the cubs say that they're facing now you and I always believe that there is always money in that banana stand because you have a billionaire always. owner and always. you should be able to spend. And if you have a rotation where you can have you Darvish and you can have Kyle Hendricks and you can, you know, maybe you move John Lester down because he, you know, you re- redo his deal and you give him his buyout and that's what you sign him for. You give him a couple extra million dollars. Maybe there is money left over for a Trevor Bauer. If you have that kind of pitching staff, you need to shore it up with some offense and give them some support because you're not going to win games one or two to nothing. That's not how it's going to be done in this, it, the way baseball's played right now. And these guys aren't hitting home runs. They're not hitting any kind of runs or anything. So I don't see, I don't foresee the Cubs really doing much of anything just because of the financial constraints that Jesse laid out earlier today. Okay. So Cub fans, what is your biggest concern heading into the playoffs? 312-332-3776. Is it the lack of offense? Is it specifically a player like a Kyle Schwarber batting 187 or a Javi Baez batting 196? Chris Bryant, who is injured, and when he's out there this season, he's giving you five RBI. Is it the bullpen? And White Sox fans, I know the Sox are playing, but you can join the conversation as well. What concerns you about your favorite baseball team heading into the final weekend of the season and into the playoffs. We'll take your calls, 312-332-3776. That's next. Cubs, Sox, Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's Home for Sports. 
ESPN 1000, and the ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back. It's the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, Abdallah, check out the Twitch cam, ESPN 1000 Chicago special tonight. What's up, Tyler? How about this? What's up, Tyler? Look, Tyler. What's up? Check out, check out East Coast Media Bias. Wow, look at that. house. We out here. We're out here. Oh, don't. As he grabs the mic. All right, uh, 312-332-3776, your phone calls. What concerns you about your favorite baseball team heading into this weekend, heading into the playoffs? Let's go to Jerry in Northbrook. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jerry? Hey, how are you guys? I love the Cubs, and uh, I'm very concerned. Two thoughts. Uh, Are they listening to the hitting coach? (laughs) And my second thought is, is he teaching them to hit to the opposite field? Because everybody, Rizzo could hit the left field fine. And Contreras is is playing the whole field, too, hitting-wise. But everybody else is pulling the ball, lifting their head up, not not keeping their eye on the ball, and driving the ball. Cap was a good example last night. Uh, You know, man on second, tying run, just hit the ball. He swings under the ball to try to hit a home run, and that's ridiculous. So I'm very concerned, and nobody's called out the hitting coach. Nobody. You know, uh, Jerry, let me follow up with this. Isn't that kind of what we've talked about for the last couple of years with this team? I mean, oh, wasn't exactly. it Bryant, Bryant and Rizzo complained about Chili Davis, right? That's right. That's right. I remember that, and that's why he left. But you remember the championship year when Madden called out Baez, and yeah. Baez was doing the same thing, and Baez finally, it took him a couple games, but he finally hit to the opposite field. And during the World Series, of course, he hit that home run to right from, out of, uh, from Miller. The, the relief pitcher. So absolutely, thank you, Jerry. Thank you for the phone okay. call. We appreciate it, uh, Abdal. You know what's weird about this is uh, this team, this group. I, I I I think to myself sometimes, did they have too much success too early? So then they have this error about themselves where they think they know it all, and thus when you get a hitting coach who comes in and tells you one way or. A, a seasoned manager like Joe Madden tells you another way, and there's this fatigue and there's this, this thought process that these young superstars don't have to listen to anyone giving them advice. Um, I think that it can be uh, two things, right? I think it can be, like you said, that you know they're, they get cocky after they win the World Series. They think that you know we're the Cubs, like we deserve all this stuff, like we deserve to be in the postseason, and we saw – you know, like I, you know, like I know how to hit, like we won the world series, all that kind of thing. But I could also say that, you know, good players like being coached and good players are traditionally students of the game and good players accept coaching when they're struggling. So in a down year, like it has been down years as it has been for the last few years, you would think that they would be seeking out any advice to try to get them back on track like you would think that they wouldn't be don't tell me how to hit because I'm you know I'm not I'm just saying I'm Anthony Rizzo or I'm Javi Baez or I'm Chris Bryant and I I know how to hit so don't tell me Uh, I think that you know good players and guys that want to work work on their craft every single year and try to get better at something every single year so to say that they're just oh whatever maybe that's yes that might be the case 
but it also is would be surprising to me because I feel like these are all. I mean, look, we talk about it. Javi Baez has got the logo tattooed on the back. You'd think that he'd be a student of a game of the game more than anybody else. You'd think that he would want to be working harder in that cage more than anybody else. I can also say that right now they might be pressing too hard. Right now, they because they see the slumping, because they've lost five out of their last six, you might see you saw the frustrations boil over today when Javi was almost hit by a pitch. And he, you know, that obviously, obviously he was not trying to hit it. You know, this wasn't this isn't a Javi hit two home runs earlier and he's, you know, you know, flipping his bat and, and grandstanding, and now you're gonna you're gonna hit him in the thigh. Just that was an inside pitch that was a little too inside. The two previous pitches were inside. That one just got a little too inside. So to me, I think guys are just frustrated right now, but that doesn't explain the two-plus years of hitting woes that has played, plagued the Cubs uh, so far. Let's go to Bob in Aurora. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bob? Hey, guys. How you all doing? Doing all right. Listen, I don't get to see, I don't, you know, I don't get to see a lot of games because I'm on the road. I drive a truck for a living. But I've been a Cub fan for well over probably 51, 52 years now. And I've seen a lot of changes go there. You were talking about Baez, uh, thinking, uh, you know, he's too big for his britches now Now that he came out the last two years. But I think psychologically, with no fans in the stands, it's affecting our hitters. I mean, they're not performing. And I don't think it has anything to do with the pitching coach, the coach. I think it's all in their head right now. And uh, I'll get back and listen, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate the phone call. 312-332-3776. Elmhurst Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I have to give an opinion uh, from somebody who actually watches the games and uh, is, you know, I don't know. How does a guy call up and he's got an opinion on a team, but he doesn't get to see many games? Oh, just let him call, Steve. Just let him call. All calls welcome, Steve. You know that all calls welcome. to be a part of the game. All calls welcome. You know, they're not hitting this year because they're too big for their britches. That's that's what it is. Okay. Uh, Look, one of the things I got to say, uh, I think this, this team lacks leadership. I think it's one of the biggest problems with this team. In years past, you know, when, when you see it in 2016, even some of the guys who weren't major stars on the team, like, say, uh, John Lackey, he had an edge to him. This guy, you know, he, 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 he was not going to be your friend. Jake Arrieta, oh, my God, did he have an edge to him. You know, you, you stood in batter's box, and he looked you down like you're in for a rough day. And he was going to make sure you were going to have a rough day. And now they got a bunch of nice guys, you know, and, and I would like to see a guy, you know, like a Trevor Bauer who's got a real edge to him and is really good um, signed to this team because, you know, you look at Lester, Quintana, and, uh, and Chatwood, their contracts are all up. You can afford to get a guy like Trevor Bauer. If he wants to come here, that's the big thing. And if he, if he is agreeable to it, man alive, I'd love to see that guy here. Thanks for the call, Steve. And, you know, Abdallah, another name that was mentioned earlier was Nick Cassianos. I mean, he had some edge to him last season. Remember when he joined the team and he talked about how grateful he was to play for a team that was competing and he right. gave it his all each and every night? Like, that's kind of what Steve is talking about. You need someone like that to get the troops going. And I, I unfortunately, am. like, isn't that who Anthony Rizzo is supposed to be? Yeah, Anthony Rizzo, you know, uh, how many times have we heard people say, Cap, uh, put the C on his chest, put the C what? on his chest. 
You who? know, but uh, you know, you know what I my said. My connection my, cut out. Who did you yeah. say? I cap has told said, oh. put the C on his chest. Put the C on his chest. Yeah, maybe. Did you maybe say maybe nap? Should be the one. Did nap, you say yes, Take a nap. Lap. Well, lap? you've got Gus. Is is Gus in your lap? Get no. Gus is in the other room because he would make oh, too much okay. noise. He he squeaks okay. the tennis ball, and you know. Okay. It would just derail I, the show, just kind of like this conversation is right now. I'm, I'm at the place with Castellanos <laughs> that I am with Dexter Fowler. Enough. He's not here. They didn't sign him. Deal with it. You know? Oh, well, we needed Nick Castellanos. Yeah, well, guess what? They didn't sign him because they're broke, because they claim to be broke. That's what happens. So uh, what difference is it going to make? Oh, well, if we would have had Nicholas Castellanos, is that going to be the excuse when they get bounced in the first round against the Marlins right now, who they're matched up with? Well, if we would have had Nicholas Castellanos, oh, we they would have had four more runs in that game. We don't know that. He's also a, a horrible in the field. So don't get it twisted. Nicholas Castellanos isn't this, this end-all, be-all Babe Ruth of baseball players. He's no, not no, 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 but he, he he's gave, not Mike it, Trout. He had an energy, though, Abdallah. He had an energy that sometimes is lacking yeah. from okay. these uh, these these uh, individuals. I, I almost call them like – Shouldn't that be Javi's job? Uh, shouldn't the energy and the swag come from Javi? But that that's what – isn't that like the whole conversation? Like if we remove this conversation from baseball and we look at – like a kid who was given everything at a young age, do they appreciate stuff when they get older, right? And isn't that a good analogy for a baseball team that wins in their first and second year? That when they so get the older, Cubs. they just assume they're going to be great. So the Cubs are the Kardashians. Eh, you said it, not me, but that's pretty good. That's pretty good work there by you. I like that. The, the Cubs are, the, are the, the, the musicians' rich kids who just get a record I was, deal because they're yeah. their kids. Yeah, like Jake Osborne. Isn't isn't that the Ozzy's son's name? Wasn't it but Jack do, or Jake? He, Jack, it's Jack. Jack. Does he do music? Does I don't he do know. He probably does something, and he's probably successful. The daughter does. Cause, yeah, because daddy has money. Doesn't All right, isn't well, that uh, – no, no, no. What's, what's the daughter's name? Isn't she on E? Yeah, she is. So is yeah, the mom. Okay. The mom is too. Okay. Well, listen, All right, we'll Sharon take more of your – We'll take more of your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Is that Southside Tim on the line? All right, we'll talk to Tim next. Power is brought to you by The Book at Hollywood Casino, Aurora, and Joliet. The Baseball Show. An inside look at the Cubs, the White Sox, and all of Major League Baseball. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. We are talking Cubs. We are talking White Sox. It's the baseball show here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah with you till 8 o'clock tonight. Abdallah, are you ready for this? I'm ready for what? For Southside Tim. Yes, Tim. No, Tim already told us. Look, I, I like Tim because I know that, that Twitch, Twitch loves Tim as well. Uh, there's a couple that don't. I don't care about them. I love Tim. You know why I love Tim? <laughs> because he's, he's self-aware. He knows that he is a meathead Cubs fan, as he told us. And I love people that are self-aware. And let Tim be Tim. Let Tim be Tim. Let him call in. What's up, Tim? How you, how's it going, Tim? Tim, you're Somebody on ESPN 1000. You know, you know what the Chicago White Sox have on this radio station, the uh, AM 1000, ESPN? 
they have White Sox fans on every radio show hosting shows except for Silverman. <laughs> and you guys bully him when he makes fun of Louis Robert. I heard Carmen DeFalco say, don't say anything negative about Louis Robert. I hear negative crap about the Chicago Cubs players ever since they won the World Series. White Sox fans have been trying to break this team up because they can't take it. This is the 6th September for me. A meatball Chicago Cub fan with relevant baseball in this town. You guys have one year, and you're bragging like you're freaking just won the World Series. It's a 60-game freaking season, and you guys are falling apart now, White Sox fans. So when you watch Chicago Cubs not hit today, not hit yesterday, if the Cubs did beat the Pittsburgh Pirates, Chris, you would have said they got fat over a crap team. Now they lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you say they just can't hit. Here's the thing with the Chicago Cubs, boys, and if you don't get it by now, you never will. When they need to make changes, they'll make changes. They're in the playoffs again for the fifth time in six years. White Sox fans, you're one little appearance this year. You're going to be in and out. We're sorry. You got a lawyer, Menez, Abreu, and Timmy. You had them last year and you lost 89 games. Louis Robert is your Gordon Beckham. I'm sorry. Uh, Sylvie says that, and he's the only Cub fan on this radio station. We have to listen to Chris, Jonathan Hood, <laughs> Carmen DeFalco, fill-ins like Fred Eubner, rip the crap out of Cub fans because you guys get off on it. You guys get off on it, and oh. Kaplan is a little wuss. He claims right. he's a Cub fan, but Kaplan is the biggest wuss Cub fan, and he never goes on a rant about Louis Robert, but he went on a ramp, rant about Jason Haywood, and Jason Haywood is having a fantastic year. I Great never year. heard anybody say, what a bounce-back yeah. year Jason Haywood has had. It's just Chris Bryant. Baez. The Cubs are in first place by three and a half effing games. Nick Castellanos yeah. and the Cincinnati Reds are 28 and 28. You guys are full of crap. But how how did the Cubs lose seven nothing today? How I don't understand this. Two hits, two games. Two hits. How did the Cubs two win ninety seven games? Every year they win, and you guys say no offense. No, they got to be doing something right. I, I feel as if it's can the they same be story doing something right? Could you just give them credit? Yeah. one yes. freaking yes. year. Every you know who's been final, awesome? They, you they win the World Series. Joe Madden made a mistake with his bullpen. Thanks, Joe. Seventh game in the World Series. That's all we heard. Did you call Capture today? No, Kaplan is a wuss. He's scared of. He, he, he called me. He called me chicken. He's the chicken because he'll never say anything bad about the White Sox. I don't know if it's because he's friends with Jerry Reinsdorf or Jonathan Hood will beat him up because you cannot say a bad thing in front of Jonathan Hood about the White Sox now. Now they team up, and Kaplan rips the crap out of the Cubs, and Jonathan Hood is smiling over there. Go get him, Cap. Yeah, they can't hit. No, Tim. nobody can hit. Tim. We got a three-and-a-half game lead Tim. on your Cincinnati Reds and Nick Castellanos. Tim. So bite me. Is, I'm gonna, is, I'm, listen, I'm getting a little aggravated with all these Sox fans. You guys have one little 60-game season. Last year you were 44-42 and 42 at the All-Star break, and you went on a 29-47 and 47 disgusting second half. What? And you're bragging about this year. Louis Robert looks like crap. How does that hundred million dollars going to do for you for the next seven years? Tim, uh, is is that is enough? Did, did, did I meatball you enough? Is is thirty four <laughs> greater than thirty two? 
Is there anything better than just winning your division? Now you guys are in second place. You got what's the magic number for the Minnesota Twins? You dork White Sox fans. This this is what makes me. All the Cubs are offenses fall. We're in first place. You know, take a look at that that poll that they said who's got the best hitting team. It was the Dodgers and the Cubs with a computer. You know why? Because they have a baseball card. Chris Bryant has a baseball card. They everybody lives up to their baseball card. You never know when they all could start hitting. That's why they voted the Cubs the number two offense on that list. You guys don't read that though, because you're White Sox fans. Louis Robber is falling apart before your eyes, and you never, ever bring up his name. Oh, we're benching him. We're going to bench him tonight. We'll bring him back tomorrow. He'll be fine. Is, Thank you, Tim. Time? Call again, okay, my friend? Is that it? I asked is him that what's from... wrong with Javi. He didn't, he didn't want to answer. What's wrong with Javi? I, 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 you know. I just wanted to thank him for the call. Let's go to Raphael and Joliet. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Raphael? Good luck, Raphael. Oh, man, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm just, I, I, I get really – I feel like we have Mitch Truthers, now we have Cub Truthers. Now, I don't know how you can watch this team for three straight years fail offensively and think we're still a good team. Like, it, it boggles my mind. Like, they're the same team. They struggle to hit. Like, how do you guys not – how do people not see that? They'll still defend this Cubs. And, yeah, I'm, I'm still – I still consider myself a Cubs fan, but – I have a right to be frustrated because it's so frustrating to see games like today. And it's been happening for two straight years. And then this year, and I thought they fixed their offense because they've overcome a bad bullpen early on to look like one of the best teams in the NL. So I thought they were fixed. So they tricked me for, they tricked me again. And I'm just like, how'd you guys not see this again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Raphael, thank you for the phone call. And, and Adam, the, the thing I would point to is when you look at this offense, this season, you know, with the DH, we, we kind of before the season assumed that David Ross, Jed Hoyer, and Theo Epstein, the ability to use a DH with this lineup may have been one of the things holding this lineup back from the offensive production. But, I mean, this season, they're 27th in average in all baseball. Their OPS is 24th, runs scored 20th, home runs 18th. I mean, this offense – has just been broken once again in another season. And and to Raphael's point, it's the same characters, same exact players. And I know Southside Tim wants to, to rant and yell about back of the baseball cards. But unfortunately, the message he's going to see with Chris Bryant's back of the baseball card this season is five RBI. Five. You know how embarrassing that is for a guy who was a Do they even print MVP? baseball cards with the – with uh, that few RBI, no, do they, do, like, no, they have, like, a cutoff? No, that's the gum wrapper. That's the gum wrapper for the gum that used to be in the baseball cards. For kids who don't know, there used to be gum that would be in the baseball cards, and you'd chew that gum. That gum had a wrapper, and that wrapper is Chris Bryant this year. <laughs> I think Raphael made a good point, too, with the um, with uh, Trubisky and how we don't see it because – you know, like Tim did have a point where they're, you know, everybody's only playing their division and then the corresponding division. No, no, no. I'm just saying everybody's playing their division and then the corresponding division. And we all see the writing on the wall. You know, we all see that, look, once you get into a playoff situation and you're facing the team's best pitchers, it's harder to hit. And you can be like, oh, no, the Cubs will be fine. They'll turn it on. They'll turn it on. Look, they're a first place team. Oh, that's great. They're three games up. But like, we all know what's coming. We all know that, you know, in, if this was a horror movie, like in a few scenes, like someone's going to get it and like it's not going to be pretty. And so 
you know, w- with this Cubs team, when they get into the playoffs and they're facing better pitching. And I look, they faced some of the worst pitchers in the league this year, the last few days with the Pirates, and still couldn't hit. It's crazy how horrible the hitting has been for the Cubs. This is a bottom-of-the-league team in almost every offensive category, and somehow they're winning their division. If this was 162 games, there is almost no chance that they would be making it to the playoffs with this offense. Mike in Tinley Park, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Thank you, guys. I I really, really like your show. You made the best point of anybody. They go through hitting coaches one a year, sometimes two a year. And the only thing I think with them is, you know, maybe if they would listen to one of these hitting coaches, he might teach them how to lay off that slider off the outside corner that gets eight to ten of them swinging every game. They're they're just they're if they're not the most selfish hitters in the world are the biggest chokes I've ever seen. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you for the call. We appreciate man, it. Man, people are turning. People hey, Cup fans are good, man. No, look, I look, I, I it, it Cubs fans should be upset because this is I saw it. Someone tweeted it to us today, or maybe I saw it on Twitch. I don't remember. It's it's been a day. Um, the oh, window yeah, is has closed. It, has like, it been a day? Like, like, is the window closed? The window's closed. Like, this window is, is shut. This window's it's, shut. It's something that we the asked locks, last year when they missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs yeah. last year. Look, the window's shut. The locks are, are, are turned with the, the weird little window locks that you have. And you're stuck outside because it, it, there's no solution. It seems with every pitching coach, a new manager uh, shuffling the lineup, Ian Happ having a, a, almost an MVP season at the beginning of, of the pandemic season. And now f- for what to, to, to be bounced in the first round, like that's, you didn't make the playoffs last year. You're going to be bounced in the, in the playoffs this year when everyone makes the playoffs because two teams from each division make the playoffs for the wild card round. And the window is, is closed. And I, I sense the frustration from Cubs fans for sure. All right, coming up next, we'll have the stab of the night, Black and Abdallah, here on the baseball show. Cubs, socks, and so much more. This is the baseball show. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. You can tweet the show at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. It's the baseball show here on ESPN 1000. We'll be with you till 8 o'clock tonight. EK uh, tweets the show, Abdallah, we are talking about the Chicago Cubs and their lack of hitting. Once again, at the end of another regular season, their bats have gone asleep. And this is what EK says. Spoiled from the World Series, unable to adapt to struggle and make adjustments, and that gives you frustration and anger, like Baez and the hit-by-pitch. Immature is the word you may be looking for. I'll hang out and listen for the shout-out. So shout-out, EK. What's up, man? <laughs> is that the new I'll hang up and listen for my answer? I'll <laughs> yeah. hang out and wait for my shout-out? Yeah, yeah. Why as not? The, as the White Sox take a 2-1 lead on the Indians. All right. Baseball chimes. Beep, Baseball beep, tonight beep, chimes. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, that. Sanchez. Grandel home run to right. In. Grandall, yeah. ground out to first. Mankata scores 2-1, White Sox yes. in Cleveland. Mankata hit a triple, and Grandall singled him in. Or grounded out to first, I mean. And uh, Mankata then scored. 
two to one White Sox, top of the seventh with one out. I was just talking with uh, East Coast Media Bias, uh, to, uh, Tyler, during the break. Elite. We're both yeah. on the White Sox. Yeah, media Coast elite. Media yeah. elite. Yeah. You got it wrong. Get it right. Media elite. Sorry, East Coast Media you know, elite. Syracuse. And how Syracuse, come this, on. Well, yeah, and how like this season has been a complete uh, different sweat for gamblers because if you're on a team in extras – and they have that runner on second and how you just yeah. it's it's awful. It's horrible. It's horrible. But anyway, back to baseball. It's still baseball, but still. Just something I yeah. thought of. And you, you got the staring at a wall. Jacksonville picking, right? I, I Yeah, I, I got the uh, I'm well. debating the I'm debating the over, you know. Forty nine and a half's a lot of points. Yeah. Huh. It's a lot All right, of points. Uh let's let's go to Bob and Joliet. Bob, you're on ESPN one thousand. Thanks for taking my call. Gentlemen, what what is the biggest disappointment, in your opinion, the 85 Bears and only winning one Super Bowl or the Cubs with the huge window of opportunity they had to win multiple World Series or, you know, at least get to at least get to the World Series, if not the finals? In my opinion, it's the Cubs, uh, hands down. Um I'd like to hear your opinion on that. My my second statement is, boy, I, I'm a Sox fan. I I really I really would like to uh, congratulate Theo Epstein for putting up with Joe Madden. I mean, how can you make six million dollars, <laughs> coach a team, open a yeah. restaurant, run a talk show? Uh, it just boggles me. Don't forget the wine uh, commercials, too. Got to have those <laughs> wine commercials, right? Thank you for the call. And, you know, to answer the question, Abdallah, he, he, the, the one thing I would point out to with this Cubs championship, the one championship they got, there was a lot of hype in the building of that championship that the entire point of drafting the positional players and spending on pitching was that there would be an extended championship window. I don't think that that was the concept when the 85 Bears were put together. You know, like, it wasn't hyped as if we would have this championship window, and that's why they were doing things the way they were building that championship team. They were just the best football team ever created. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to me, the disappointment, I think, is technically this Cubs team at the moment. No, I agree with you, but I, I don't think it's been that short of a championship window. I mean, they got to the NLCS how many times? This championship window has been open. It's just that in the past few years, when they get to the playoffs, remember the high fastball year when they couldn't hit a high fastball to save their lives against the Dodgers, you know, like, and then not like last year is the first year they hadn't made the playoffs in how long. So to me, the window was open. This was a championship team that should have won multiple world, world series, but they couldn't. They couldn't hit. It all came together. They had to get seven games to win the World Series. They won, so I guess mission accomplished. But this was a team. Let's not forget how many years they – like Southside Tim let us know. Let's not forget how many years they made the playoffs. Let's not how many years they made it deep into the playoffs. So let's not – this isn't just a one-year fluke, like I said. This is a sustained sustained success for five or six years. But when you get into the playoffs – and the pitching gets better, and everything is playing tighter, they haven't been able to perform except for one year. But I would say that getting to the NLCS a couple times is still performing. They just were outmatched by a few teams. 
Each night here on the baseball show, at the end of the show, we like to give you the stat of the night. Jambi's on base percentage was 476. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get. Want me to speak? When I point you get. 1092. On ESPN 1000. All right, guys, tonight's stat of the night is 20. As in, it's been 20 seasons since the last repeat champion in Major League Baseball. Yesterday, the Washington Nationals, they lost, and they were officially eliminated from playoff contention, and they are the latest team to win a championship and then follow it up by missing the playoffs. The 19 Red Sox missed the playoffs after winning the World Series in 2019. Now the Astros, they won it in 2018, but they lost in the ALCS. The Cubs, they won it in, in uh, 2016, and in 17, they lost in the NLC. The Royals, going back in 2015, win the championship. They missed the playoffs the year after they win the championship. The Giants, the Red Sox, the Giants, all the way to 2012, all missed the playoffs after winning the World Series the year before. Baseball has now gone 20 seasons where a team won a championship and that does not repeat champions the next season. 20 is our stat of the night. Uh, it looks like it will probably be the Dodgers' year, right? They're probably the best team going in right now, I would say. Yeah, and, uh, and do you guys know uh, an East Coast media elite? I'm sure he knows because he's from the East Coast. Do you know the last team to repeat as champions in Major League Baseball? Got to be the Yanks, right? Oh, yeah. Do you know the – well, obviously 20 years. So yeah. uh, the 98-99-2000 Yankees, the Jeter Mo years with Joe Torre, they won three championships in a row, and that's the last time we had a repeat champion in Major League Baseball. Mm, what a time to be alive, right, Tyler? Barely. But, Tyler, what, what do you remember from those World Series? Uh, uh, I remember waking contest. up in my crib – being very ready for another day of World Series baseball and going to sleep before the game started. <laughs> Amazing. Father, did what? they win the game? <laughs> yes, son. Now go to bed. All right, uh, Black and Abdallah, coming back with you in two minutes. Uh, Billy Donovan met the media today. The Bulls have a new head coach, and we'll talk Bulls basketball with you in two minutes right here on ESPN 1000.